Did you just sniff the cat? What does she smell like? So many jokes. <laughs> you were gonna go pussy. <laughs> I could see you form the pee in your lips, and you're just like. <laughs> I tried so hard. I wanted to so bad. I was gonna scream it. <laughs> oh, welcome to Sweet Tea and D and D, where we talk about the lore and legends of Dungeons and Dragons while drinking sweet tea, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding a cat. Yeah. That wasn't clear. <laughs> I, just, I asked if you smelled it for any particular reason. Well, I just kind of nuzzled him. And I mean, I breathed in at the same time. So. I probably would have been like, <laughs> yeah, and sneezed into a cat, which I have done before. Uh, they so. make great Kleenex. <laughs> oh, yep. Sit those bastards shed and drop your weird snot everywhere else. Or your jizz, depending on what you use Kleenex for. <laughs> it only has two Who purposes. was that YouTube star who got in trouble for making a joke about that? Sean Masturbation? Dawson. He said, did like a like old... They talked about did he masturbate skin. on his cat? He said he like pumped <laughs> his cat. <laughs> Everybody's like, Sean Dawson or something like that. The guy who does the dumb documentaries of famous people who aren't famous because they're YouTube famous. I want to be YouTube famous. Yeah, we just want to be <laughs> podcast famous. This <laughs> is really comfortable. I'll take it. I'll totally Insert take it. James Charles reference here. Oh, yeah. He's not famous anymore. No. I don't know who that is. <laughs> who is this? What did he do? He's a makeup guy. Oh. He was the dude who, like, plastered it on his face and then, like, betrayed his... I want to say elderly woman, but she's not that old. But, like, it was... <laughs> Like, she's not that old. And, like, he's, like, a teenager, and she's, like, in her 40s. And she helped him start his own, like, brand-type thing. And then just kind of... sweet tea and and drama. (laughs) Sorry, you should cut this later. It's sweet tea and D&D, and we're going to talk about some monsters. Jamie, which monster are you talking about today? A kobold. Hell yeah. I was going to say yours. (laughs) I was looking, and I was like... Shit, what's this thing called again? <laughs> so, today I'm going to talk about the Manticore. Manticore! And I have the book, so I'm going to talk first. Not that there's a t- competition on who gets to go first. So, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my monster, and by mine I mean Dungeons and Dragons monster, I didn't make any of this shit, uh, is on 213 of the monster manual. Uh, it's a handsome, handsome kitty. It also probably smells like pussy. <laughs> and it is a, uh, you're welcome. Uh, it is a, Large lion monstrosity with a human face. Ish. 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 It does say ish. Like a human-like face. Uh, If you look, it has like a really, really long mouth. Like picture a tiki. Like the dum-dum, gimme gum-gum, like open and it's just filled with rows and rows of teeth. That is the manticore. That says how the manticore do. And it's got a furry red mane in this photo. It has thumbs. I don't like that. And um, dragon wings, specifically, and a spiked tail with yeah. anger at the end of it. Think of how those shoulders work. I don't look yeah. at the muscle on that wing. First of all, look at that He's tone. Flexible. He if, doesn't skip arm if you day look or at, wing day. If you, <laughs> if you look at page two thirteen, there's an illustration, and he has like this human esque bicep Caratop muscle hair coming out because right here it looks like a shoulder and then like gun show gun. and <laughs> it's very impressive 
So I, my favorite thing is there. Does it have furry wings? It's dragon, it, so it would be it, bat-like. Is it leathery or is it furry? Because the rest of the body is furry, and that's creeped me out now. I'm going to make it leathery because it creeps you out, and I'm okay with it. Because it sounds that's good. weird. I think furry wings would be more weird. Yeah. Mm, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> good. Uh, so one of the things I like to read, even though I've never done it in the past, is there is a um, like side note of like observations in the book, kind of like Volo does those a lot in his book. And so this is, Manticores love the taste of human flesh. That's oh. why on trips through the mountains, I always travel with human guards. Marthok Oldar, dwarf copper merchant. Wow. Oh. Just a little- what is his name again? Dwarf Copper Merchant Marthon Marthok Oldar. Marthok, you're a dick. <laughs> I'm gonna make a character Marthok Oldar just to be like, and we're gonna sacrifice some humans over here. This is where the Manticore will bite their faces off. <laughs> like the party finds a map in your in your bag of just like X's on a trail. <laughs> where the Manticore has struck. <laughs> like Human names lost. Just kidding. They're just numbers. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't care. So uh, these are very ugly creatures. I mean, they're they're terrifying looking. Human face, carrot top hair, sh- arms for days that are bat wings or dragon wings. Uh, they have bristling mane that stretches down the entire back. And it has these giant spikes coming off of it. The largest cluster of them is on its tail. And if you look, they kind of look like feathers, but with murder on the end. Yeah, they do look. They look murder kind of feathers. murder feathers. They do look like feathers, or like a, there's a desert plant that looks like that too. It's not a cactus. <laughs> Before you say it's a cactus, it's not a cactus. I don't know many <laughs> desert plants. I'm really bad at desert plants. Other and than vegetation, cactus. yeah. The only thing is like cactus. If it juice. comes from the ground, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the quenchiest. Uh, so they are evil predators. They are fierce killers. They often work together in parties to take down their enemy. Uh, they'll do it from a distance and throw spikes at them. And uh, uh, when they're outnumbered, they'll use their wings to stay aloft and throw strikes at stuff. Or if not, they'll get on the ground and start pawing you to death. Um, they are pr- not particularly smart. And I thought this was interesting because they have a negative two intelligence. I saw that. I like, that's weird. Yep, They're not smart, but I re- they speak common at least. So they're not like Andrew. You could have them make him sound really dumb and come. <laughs> Manticore. <laughs> We've got Abolith and Manticore. Again, all D and D monsters speak like Pokemon. <laughs> they can only say their name. Manticore. <laughs> Manticore. Mantahor hungry. Mantahor. My bad. Manticore hungry. <laughs> Karen, you Mantahor. <laughs> So, um, (laughs) if the, um, so one, it can talk, so it will often uh, denigrate its foes as it offers them a swift killing instead of a fast one. Or, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Time. Nailed it. Time after time. (laughs) So, it will often offer them a swift death. Instead of a painful one. Those also weren't words, but I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, and then if a mana core sees an advantage to be gained from sparing the creature's life, it does so and asks for tribute or sacrifice for the food it lost to the bodies that it does not get to eat. So 
I like this because it outlines their uses, which is relationships with other monsters. So they're wicked masters that treat them well and provide regular prey. They'll stick around with them. So that could include a uh, hunting companion for a hill giant, a guard to the entrance of a Lamia's lair, a hobgoblin army or an orc horde that they'll fall under, and then the Manticore's greatest territorial rivals or anything that pretty much flies, griffin, paratons, wyverns, and Manticore's hate dragons, and it will do anything to avoid them. You know what I think is funny? That it mentions that they're particularly nice bosses, whereas hags are particularly shitty bosses. <laughs> when it just says regular prey, I mean, I assume they don't beat them. Cause, uh, that's what it said. Well, remember that's what it said in... Sad Manticore, as it gets beaten by its boss. Manticore. <laughs> <laughs> but the in, I think it was the Anis hag, they, yep. it, it specifically said that they were hostile to other creatures yep so i find it interesting that they they put that dynamic in there yes as long as they're fed they'll be around they do have like same (laughs) multiple rows of teeth which i'm sure like if they fall out they just kind of like slide back in like sharks which is terrifying so they have an armor class of 14 they are not lawful evil just natural armor 14 they're just hidey um, they have a 68 hit points, which are up to uh, 104, if I can do math. They have a speed on the ground of 30, but a fly speed of 50. They're pretty even on strength, dex, and con. They have a plus 3 to all of those. Their intelligence, minus 2. Dumb as fuck. Uh, wisdom, plus 1. Charisma, minus 1. They're not very pretty. Mm. See, the description of them makes it sound like they're intelligent, like... Because they know another language. They know a language, well, yeah. Also, like can be like i guess it's more like a preservation like oh no you don't murder me i I let you go but also bring me a snack (laughs) it's like manticore (laughs) (laughs) but they have dark vision for 60 feet a passive perception of 11 they're not super great they know common and they are a cr3 so they're not super challenging um they have uh tail spikes that we've mentioned earlier that looks like some type of desert plant it does and I can't think of what it is, but they're like spiky feathers. And I have to sneeze. <laughs> that was exaggerated. I apologize. Uh, so uh, they get multi attack. They get three attacks, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy. Like a level three, yeah, CR three. They get um, one bite and two claws, or three with its tail spikes. So the downside of the tail spikes, it only has. 24 for per day at the end of every day it regrows its tail spikes when it takes a long rest but it only has 24 shots hmm. oh so once you fired mm, 24 divided by three eight. eight after eight rounds of tail spikes it no longer has tail spikes that's a fucking long time in <laughs> what's combat the, what's the damage on it they do 1d8 plus 3. So they do a lot of attacks, Shit. but they don't do a lot of damage. I feel like that's. I feel like if I was a level 3 character, 11. Oh, that would fucking hurt. 30, almost 33 damage every yeah. turn. They have a plus 5 to hit on all of their attacks. Die in two turns. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so sad. Uh, so they don't need 8. They just need 2. Uh, so they have a 5 foot reach for their bite and their claw. It's a single target and it does 1d8 plus 3 or 1d6 for the claw. Uh, they have their range attack. They have a range of 100 and 200. So doing great within 100. And once they pass 200, disadvantage for the toss or for the shot. So great shots. Nailing it. They do 1d8 plus 3 t- hits and that's it. That's really all the Manticore does. But I think the strategy of this is 
keep them high unless they think they can take the party. Take a few pot shots at them first with this spiky tail. Yeah. And then, but what's important though, like it shows these spikes everywhere and it can't be comfortable laying down in any position. They would have to lay on their belly. Right? And just, that's it. <laughs> no laying on your back. Or your Let's, side. Because you have wings. And that would hurt. That would hurt. <clears throat> Ugh, it he good. sleeps like a bird. <laughs> just, <laughs> it perches in a tree and... What you got? I believe yours is on page 195. Let's see if my memory serves well. I'm going to be honest and say, I really don't know. Bam. Nailed it. But you also had to stare at... Bah! <laughs> It's yeah. okay, microphone. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> it ran right at my face. <laughs> it's directly the next page over from last week's bird. Ken uh, no, bird. Bird. Animal. bird. Bird person. Speaking of, Rick and Morty comes back November 2019. We're so excited. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> bird person? From Rick and Morty. Morty. <gasps> Phoenix person is what he's called now. He's never seen it. I can tell by that look of disgrace on your face. Deception. I've seen three episodes. Bird person doesn't come in until the end of one. One of those being Pickle Rick. Oh yeah, you haven't seen the newer season. Pickle Rick since season three. Yeah, that's all you've seen. Oh yeah, because he's dead in most of. Spoiler: uh, He's dead in most of season three, isn't he? Who? Phoenix person. He comes back in the first episode. He does? I don't yeah. remember that. Oh, yeah, he's like, fly, Phoenix person, and then he's like, out, or whatever. Yeah. He and goes, caw <laughs> And then he flies through the ceiling. That's true. Dan Harmon voices him. <laughs> it's great. Anywho. D&D, not Rick and Morty, although there is a Rick and Morty adventure. There is, and I would love to play it. Okay, kobolds. Kobolds. They are... <laughs> I've always said T at the end of it, and I didn't realize till now that it's spelled with a D at the end. Like cobalts? Mm-hmm. I'm very foolish of you. <laughs> Been a DM for years. Still can't read. <laughs> um, cobalts are craven reptilian humanoids that worship evil dragons as demigods and serve them as minions and toadies. Awesome. <laughs> toadies. What the hell does toadies mean? I guess it means like a minion. Like a roadie? Like a, like a dragon roadie is a toady? Is it toady? <laughs> Somebody who totes your stuff? To Google! <laughs> I'm um, looking it up. How do you spell it? Toad, I-E-S. Toad, I-E-S. Toadies. I mean, there's a band named the Toadies. I know that. <laughs> Act in an obsesquious way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please define obsesquious. Act in an obsesquious way. She imagined him toadying to his rich clients. So just... Being like, so being like subservient. Extra. Yeah, obsesquious flatterer, sycophant. Extra. I like how they take a small word and use <laughs> a big word. To fucking do annoying. <laughs> Thank you, Marion Webster, you ass. You bitch. Um, kobolds inhabit dragon's lairs when they can, but more commonly infest dungeons, gathering treasures and trinkets to add to their own tiny hordes. They do look like wingless dragons. Aww. Like that, that go on two feet. Like, that's what they remind me of. More so even than a dragonborn, because I don't know. But they look like little little dragon people. Dragonoids have like super like humanoid legs. Yeah. That's what gets they're, me. They're, yeah, they're straight, not bent like a Yeah. Like a not a lizard. Maybe he's squatting. I don't know. <laughs> that would be more awkward. <laughs> Does a 
cobalt shit in the woods? Um, you bet your ass it does. Uh, or they do. <laughs> Cobalts are egg-laying creatures. They mature quickly and can live to be great worms. More than a century old. However, many cobalts perish before they reach the end of the first decade. That's sad. Um... <laughs> They're physically weak. They are easy prey for predators. This vulnerability forces them to band together. Their superior numbers can win battles against powerful adversaries, but often with massive casualties on the cobalt side. That's very tragic. <laughs> I have a story for you. They reproduce like rabbits. Probably. But with eggs. Jesus is right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was thinking like, wow, that's that's just a sad, like kind of like sea turtles is what it reminded me of. <laughs> well, because you see, like the sea turtles come and lay their eggs and like you see a little egg go to the ocean, but a lot of them don't make it. Mm-mm. They don't make it to the ocean and even fewer make it to maturity. <laughs> and the sea turtles in straws. <laughs> What's worse now is they're getting distracted by lights. They think lights in cities are from the moon or the moon and the moon to the ocean. And so when they're like huddling out, they'll be like, Street lights, don't stop believing, and then those head towards the cities and then get ran over by cars. Wow. Not to bring the mood down. Hey, how about them cobalts? <laughs> cobalt. Can I learn something today? You're welcome, you Dark learn. and informative. <laughs> so Cobalt Welcome to Zach. It's <laughs> <laughs> going on your tombstone. Dark and informative. <laughs> what does your epitaph say? Dark and informative. <laughs> They're going to think you were a minority PI or something. I can go to sleep today knowing that I made a difference in the world. Cobalts. Cobalts make up for their physical ineptitude with a cleverness for trap making and tunneling. I would never have guessed that. Their layers consist of low tunnels through which they move easily, but which hinder larger humanoids. Cobalts also riddle their layers with traps. The most insidious cobalt traps make use of natural hazards in other creatures. A tripwire might connect to a spring-loaded trap that hurls clay pots of flesh-eating green slime or flings crates of venomous giant centipedes at intruders. Damn. So they're the wily coyotes of trap building. They are. <laughs> that should be the title. Writing it in my phone. Because it just seems excessive. <laughs> What the fuck are you guarding, Kobold? You're going to live to be 10 years old. What do you have? They're treasures. Leave them alone. I don't know. I, just, I can just see this crate and your, and your party is going through and they miss, like, they miss the trap thing and they hit it. And it's like, what is that? Just, Scorpions. Spiders. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Okay. So, in addition to the dragons they revere, kobolds worship a lesser god named... <laughs> That's a lot of letters. Um, <laughs> Kirtlemac. That's what it looks like. K-U-R-T-U-L-M-A-K. Kirtlemac. Kirtlemac. Cool. <laughs> it sounds like gross macaroni. Yeah. Um, legends speak of how Kirtlemac Kirtle served as Tiamat's vassal in the Nine Hells until Garl Glittergold... The god of gnomes stole a trinket from the Dragon Queen's horde. Tiamat sent Kirtlemac to retrieve the trinket, but Garl Glitter Gold—gosh, I feel so dumb—played a trick on him. 
<laughs> collapsing the earth and trap, uh, trapping the kobold god in an underground maze for eternity. For this reason, kobolds hate gnomes and pranks of any kind. They're doing pranks constantly. <laughs> the trap is just a dangerous prank. It's it's like a practical joke. Practically, That's everybody gone laughs way too far. except the person you play the joke on. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what cartoon that came from, but it came from a cartoon. Um, yeah, they don't like pranks of any kind. Colonel Maximo's devoted worshippers dedicate themselves to finding and releasing their lost god from his prison maze. That sounds like a great campaign. Like, you're looking underground for a deity. Let's do a D&D campaign where we're all just kobolds. But then we'd all be weak as hell. You can give them other things. So you can pick a class for them. So I bet kobolds are a playable race on D&D Real <laughs> Yes. The guy with the pink hair has played a kobold in a stream. Talison? No, no. He's a different dungeon master. I don't know. Sure Chris Perkins played one and it was the shortest lived character on Critical Role Which Season 2. Which is now a character in a video game. Yeah. He lived so great. <laughs> for like two minutes. Oh. Yeah. Because he like real time two minutes two months? minutes on stream. Oh, not then he, he had to leave. He, huh? he, did, he did it on purpose. He absolutely. Did. <laughs> oh yeah, but it was hilarious. He like got on screen. Squirk, squirt or squirk? Was it squirk? I hope it was squirt because it seemed like that's what his body did. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <squirt> blood. <laughs> <laughs> he was crushed by a single swing from a giant mallet, like a giant's like giant weapon went. <laughs> Nice. Smeared him on That's the That's beautiful. Crown. What a way to go. But he did, like, he was a very pranky kind of character. Like, he had a lot of weapons that had, like, stuff on Like, he had an angry badger on his back that he was going to use to attack things. A stick with waspness on Yeah, it. and then, like... Well, uh, they throw animals at each other. Yeah. So it's part of the course. Badger! <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw a honey badger at him. This honey badger don't give a shit. <laughs> I shook him up real nice and let him go. That's what cobalt sound like. Yeah. It is. Southerners. Backwood hillbillies. <laughs> they sound like people from Texas. <laughs> anyway, a few kobolds are born with leathery wings and can fly. Known as erds, they like to lurk on high ledges and drop rocks on passersby. Although the erds' wings are seen as gifts from Tiamat, the Dragon Queen, wingless kobolds are envious of those gifts and don't get along with the erds. Aww. That's sad. Very racist. No, it, it is a little racist. Speciesist. I mean, you're the same species. That's true. What is after species in that lineup? Do you remember? Kingdom, Science question. Kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Species is the end. Okay. So in the same family, but they're different species. Genus. That's how biology I am shit. At, I never took a bio class in college, so I don't know shit. But you've taken a bio class. I can't say that I've spent the last school year in a biology class. Yeah, what is it? Just, it's, it's they'd be the same family, but a different species. Oh, okay. So they're named... Cobaldidae, or whatever. So they have the same first name, but a different last name. Yes. Yeah. Like Felis Catus. Sure. That's a cat's Latin name. Anywho, cobalt. <laughs> Felix oh, I didn't wing. I didn't winged. <laughs> I didn't realize that there are two stat blocks in here. There's one for the winged kobold, and there's one for the regular kobold. Guys, I'm so, I wasn't prepared. I just read this to you. I only drew the one without wings, but That's if you cool. imagine it with wings. If you take the wings off my manticore. <laughs> Which is bluff. <laughs> this is the fastest That's why they're cold. jealous of them. Look at that. They skip arm and leg day and wing day. <laughs> so these guys would like get together. 
it seems like because they don't like dragons. So that is true. And they don't like gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> they got beef with a lot of people. All right, winged kobolds, small humanoid, uh, lawful evil. They have armor class of thirteen. They have seven. I've never seen a minus. Holy cow! Uh, in the parentheses, it's three d six minus three is the maximum. So, Aww. Fifteen. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I've never seen a minus on one of these before. They have a speed of thirty feet on land and a fly speed of thirty feet. They are basically bad at everything. <laughs> they have a strength of 7, a dex of 16, a con of 9, intelligence 8, wisdom 7, and charisma 8. Dart vision for 60 feet, a passive perception of 8. So I bet they fall into a lot of traps, too. Oh. <laughs> that's why you never see any kobold traps. They've they set they... them all up. <laughs> that's why they There's one that's tra- just constantly chasing a badger. They think that it's pranks, but it's actually they're just really bad at spotting traps. <laughs> Okay, they have a sunlight sensitivity, which is weird since they hang out on cliffs. Um, While in sunlight, the kobold has disadvantages on attack rolls as well as on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. They have pack tactics, like a wolf. The kobold has advantage on an attack roll against a creature that is at least one of the kobold's allies, is within five feet of the creature, and the ally isn't incapacitated. They have um, two actions they can take. They have a dagger melee weapon attack, plus five to hit or reach a five feet on one target, and they do five up to seven piercing damage. Then it's a dropped rock. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Which means you have to go get a rock. Between every day. Maybe they have a bag of rocks. Is that in their possessions? Bag of rocks. I feel it would have to be a decent sized rock, don't you think? Mm, yeah. Or you'd have to be really high up. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's a ranged weapon attack plus five to hit. One target directly below the kobold. Um, It does six up to nine damage on a hit, and that's bludgeoning damage. Then you got the regular kobolds with their wingless asses. Their AC, <laughs> their AC is twelve. Uh, they have five up to ten hit points. A speed of thirty feet. They're lousy at everything too. A strength of seven. Dex of fifteen. Uh, con wisdom and charisma are the same at eight, seven, and eight respectively. <laughs> they have a dark vision of sixty feet and a past perception of eight. Again, they're just falling into their own traps. Uh, they speak common and draconic. They're an eighth um, challenge rating. The winged kobold, because I did not mention it, is a quarter. They're so CR. weak. They have. They kicked our asses in a game, though. But I'll, I'm sorry for interrupting. Um, I'm trying, yeah. Anyway, they have sunlight sensitivity impact tactics, just like their friends, and they have the dagger action. But they have a sling attack as their range weapon attack. It's plus four to hit in a range of thirty to one twenty. And on a hit, they do four up to six bludgeoning damage. So, they're good ones. You can throw a lot of them at people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a bunch of those dudes together, and you can fuck somebody up. Just I, because they're overwhelming. <laughs> I think this would happen to us. I want to say it was an Adventure League game. We were all there, I want to say. And we kept, like, they were throwing nets and stabbing us with spears. Oh, I remember that. And we were losing so bad. Like, I we remember were, they netted us. We were struggling hard, and that's because they because, had pack tactics. Do you, do you remember why, though? The real reason why is because we kept 
failing the save to get the net off of us. Yeah, we got stuck in a lot of net. We get the, we had, Jesus. We tried to do so much to get that freaking net off, and we kept failing the save. I can't remember if it's dex or strength for that. Uh, I think we did a strength based yeah. one. I think we were all tiny people, weren't we? We were all very small, yeah. And that's why we, it was so hard for us. I no, think, I was ha- it was half elf. We were both half elves. I thought that was in the after the half elves leveled out, and we did all the tiny people. That's right. We were the little looters. Oh yeah, I was the only big one left in that one. Yeah, the Sawyer survived everything somehow or another. Why did my characters survive? Oh, because we leveled out, and you still had a ways to go. Because in Avengers League, for those who don't know, um, what, what is it five. called? Oh, well, tier. Tier. In tier one, you can only go up to level five, and our characters leveled out, so we had to retire them. But there weren't, there wasn't a tier two group. Table. Yeah. So um, Sawyer, Garrett's character, stayed with us a little bit longer, and then we made new characters, which didn't last very long. We quit Avengers League after that. Yeah. Well, we kind of got it. Kind of got to the point where there were more people wanting to do it, and we'd already done it, but we didn't want to run another table because we wanted to play and not DM at the yeah. time. Because we had our own games at home. So it's time for Dungeon Doodles. Dungeon Doodles. Let's doodle our dungeons. I'm going to start with Jamie's drawing of the Manticore, which is fucking majestic. <laughs> like, legit. All your best one. I'm seriously it is. Well, because like I, I did different things. Yeah. We mean different it's, things. Well, like, I am getting the hang of this Digital more, thing, so yeah. it, it looks better. It does look very good. Like, its face, it has, like, the hair of, like, where the wild things are or something, you know? That's kind of what that thing reminds me of, except right. for the terrifying yes. fucking mouth it has. Because like it, it looks like the main one from Where the Wild Things Are. I forget what his name is. I haven't seen it or read the book. I just remember the movies. It's like an eight-page book in a way-too-long movie. I don't have the, no, wait. They made a movie out of an eight-page book? They made a movie out of an eight-page children's book that probably had less than 100 words in the whole thing. Fuck that. It was ridiculous, and it got really creepy. Like, there's a part of it where it gets kind of dark, and I didn't understand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, um, I... I like it. I can't see its swole arms from here, though, but I like the detail you've added to its... Oh, that's its muscles. That's its muscles. <laughs> oh. I had to point it out to him. I thought it was just, like, texture, but yes. I see it. I see it. <laughs> I like the very pronounced thumb you added to it. Like, she's like, this motherfucker has a thumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need it's to go. It's a great hitchhiker. There's a dragon like coming. I gotta get out of here. Even though I could fucking fly. So... I, <laughs> I gotta hitch a ride. <laughs> It looks amazing. I love that it has color under its belly. Um, I did not add fingernails to mine now that I think about it. Well, he has his wicked claws. Wicked claws. Wicked claws. Wicked. Oh, this kobold has a gradient. I tried gradients this time, and then I realized I'm shit at gradients. So the light, I'm not even going to do it because it's garbage. It's okay. Because you could see where I like colored something, and I was like, oh, I need a little bit darker here. And then it's like seven layers darker than it needed to be. <laughs> It's like, whoops. I think we have the same color eyes. Did we pick the exact same color for our eyes? Like, I know. They both look yellow. I think yours are more gold and mine are more yellow. Oh, okay. But, I was like, it would be weird if you did that because we did this on two different devices. Um, I like yours. It looks like it's trying to give me a flirt, like, the side hey, smile. Like, sup, yeah. Like, you got a badger. I got a honey pot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw my badger at you. <laughs> Like this is, but it looks good. I like the feet. I like, but oh no, go come back! Oh, it disappeared. <laughs> there we go. 
Um, it looks like it has webbed feet, though, but I like it. I didn't add foot detail. It's cool. He has hands, and he, that hand turned out really nice. <laughs> That's typically you. where you give up, isn't it? Feet, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do, like... From the chest or from the waist up pictures, because never do feet. We right. we quit on feet. Yeah, y'all typically give up at the feet. I started with the feet on mine this time. That that shows. That's very. <laughs> I love how pretentious we become. It shows. It shows. It shows. You're doing fabulous. Much improvement. Much improvement. <laughs> We're doing great. All right. So with that, it's time for DM tips or fun. So um, we're looking at what's called, um, and this is from David Nett on Twitter. I found this and I thought this was a great thing to implement into a campaign. It is called the I know a guy rule. Which is essentially where Han says, like, in Empire Strike Back, like, oh, I know a guy. And it's Lando Calrissian. It's like, is it going to be a good interaction or a bad interaction? The last time I scammed him type stuff. What are you... I'm sorry. I was checking Snapchat and I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, then no Carrizian. And then I was like, oh, someone sent me a dick pic. That's great. <laughs> Look, it's Lando's Calrissian. <laughs> Calrissian's never going to be the same word again. Nope. That's that's not a moon. <laughs> that's a spaceship. I'm it's a rocket. To, I'm ready to dock. <laughs> <laughs> Tick tock. <laughs> Anywho, you know a guy. <laughs> so you know a guy, yeah. So the goal of this is that it could be only used when something hope, is needed. I hope they listen to this podcast and they know that it's them because who else has sent me a dick pic recently? Don't send me dick pics. <laughs> None of us want to send I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to the void. I don't need anybody thinking it's okay. Thank you for listening to Jamie's TED Talk. <laughs> I swear to God, if our Instagram or Twitter starts getting dick pics, I'm going to lose. Oh my God. I'm going to feel so violated. To delete our podcast. So, <laughs> with that, uh, the I know a guy rule is essentially where your PCs can at, say the DM they need something like oh I really need to make this potion but I don't know how to and the player can go I know a guy and they'll briefly describe them sketch them out if they can of how they know them why they know them and then the less detail the better and the goal is the DM will have to kind of flesh out that character quickly and when they approach them it's a charisma check for the player who created them and that is whether or not they view them favorably so is it, oh, you screwed me over last time, I owe you nothing, I hate you. Uh, you can impose advantage or disadvantage as necessary, but it's a way for the characters to start developing the world around them. I think that's a pretty interesting toy to make them try. I burped, sorry. Get them involved in world building. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's a good, fun tool to just throw something in there so they know at least they've contributed other than writing their backstory and naming their parents and then promptly killing their parents. Because backstory. What? Do you never name your parents in like your backstory? No. Well, I mean, maybe. When did you kill your own parents? I didn't kill them. I'm just saying like by backstory wise, like they're always dead. Oh, Hard okay. Mode. Life parents. 
I thought you meant like you met them in game and killed them. I was like, wow. <laughs> killed my brother in one. I remember that. Yeah, that was that was great. It was beautiful. That was the best ending to that campaign, even if it did involve three hundred centaurs. Have we told that story before? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> not the three hundred centaurs. That campaign ending. Oh, probably not. So, I know a guy. It was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, we were playing a game, a homebrew game, and I do not remember anything about the plot but we had a player who was missing for some time being and my backstory was that uh it was ridiculous two a friend and i were playing sam and dean those are our characters names nothing to do with supernatural other than their names were like that that was it and so uh i was his half brother but i was raised as his full-blooded brother or whatever and so we were raised together and i hated my father because he had my mother killed for being a peasant or whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was. So we played this game for how many months, you think? I'd say a solid three. Three months, maybe once a week, every other week or so. Yeah. And we were waiting for this player to get back because he disappeared and was important. So we get back to the main storyline, and I, I I hadn't told him anything, but my whole character backstory was I was going to murder my entire family bloodline. And it was like, I'm going to kill my father and be done with it. That will be the end of it. And then the whole party ends up fractioning in the middle of the game. And it was really hilarious because there were two healers. And I was one of them. And they were both on my side. So we were just kind of like fucking the other. One of the players, I don't know if he listens. If you're out there, you'll know you. uh, Was like hyperventilating because they're like, okay, it's your turn. What do you do? I don't know. There's so many decisions to make. I'm like, whose side are you on? I don't know. I'm like just panicking over all of it. And at the end of it, we were pretty sure that campaign was falling apart anyways. And so... I just killed my brother in the middle of the room. And then everybody just, like, jaw dropped, like, <sighs> what? Did you have to go full combat? Like- oh, we did. He was actually, he wasn't, he was unconscious. We knocked him unconscious. And we had another player, the player who was panicking, couldn't decide, joined his side. Was trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he was knocked unconscious and brought back up from a potion or something. So he watched as I drove a sword through a dude's heart. And I think I was a warlock's bard combo or something like that. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that was your pact. Yeah, I had a warlock pact. And so I had Eldritch Blast. And I think what I ended up doing was like taking the sword and like using Eldritch Energy to like drive it through his chest as he was laying on the ground unconscious. It was very dramatic. But everybody still remembers it, and it was a very nice ending to a story. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's cool when characters let an ending happen. Yeah. (laughs) And don't fight tooth and nail against it. It's beautiful. Take that as a lesson. Sorry I killed your character. DM tips. Yeah. You're welcome. That was story time. Story time. But I like the (laughs) I Know a Guy thing. It does let you into the world. It lets you build more onto your character. It also provides for interesting just side quests. Because mm-hmm. you may have to go to another town, you may have to go far to only find someone who doesn't like you. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I walked three days or rode horseback to meet you, and you're telling me you won't let me make this potion in your workshop? How dare you? <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. <laughs> All right, so if you like our podcast, you can always find us. On things. Um, on things. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yes, we are. As Sweet Tea and D&D, all spaced out. And yes, yes, it is. Double spaced. What? I mean, when I switched that. You gave me that look for a reason. It's yes. because on social media, they're all together. On Spotify and podcatchers, they're all separate. Otherwise, they will not come up. Yep. 
So on your podcast of choice, space the words out. On social media, don't space the words out. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us and our dungeon doodles on there. We do post memes, and by we, I mean Jamie post memes because I don't meme well. Uh, I don't meme well. I don't meme well. Dark and and informative. Uh, So I just make horrible puns that I don't know if anybody understands my weird humor. That Cullen Mockery one was great. So. Oh, yeah. uh, Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.